0: There are times that we are the center of attention and that we can quite legitimately be very focused on ourselves. But can we use that very self-focus for the betterment of others? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Pinchas, and in this portion, God tells Moshe that time's about up. Alay, go up to the mountain from which you can gaze at the land of Israel. That's going to be your one attachment to the land you're not getting in. And you will fairly soon be ending your life as you know it here on this planet. And although we have quite a few parshas left of the whole book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, left, the reality is not much storyline, not much time left. The entire book of Devarim is Moshe's final speeches to Israel in those last weeks of his life. And we are really getting very close to his end. Moshe's reaction when told this news, he turns to Hashem and asks God to see to it that there will be a replacement. God, provide a replacement for me to lead my people. And although, truth be told, in the Midrash, there are understandings of Moshe's hopes that this might turn into the moving, handing the baton over to his own children. That was not to be the case. And God says, yes, there will be a replacement. It will be Joshua, your primary disciple, which in a certain sense is akin to having his children keep, you know, within the family. It's within his uh, structure of his educational family, so to speak. His primary disciple, Joshua, it's not to be his sons. But the very fact that he makes this request at this juncture is seen by some, quoted over in the Osros Torah, as indication of the fact that although Moshe could easily have been very focused purely on self, this is it, I'm to be leaving the world, how do I do with these last months, these last opportunities for self-development to leave the world in as relative perfection as possible, his immediate thoughts are outside of himself, his immediate thoughts are again on one level, perhaps to his sons, but in a simple read of the text, his people. The biggest deal is to see to it as the text describes, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be like a shepherdless flock. Moshe's concern at this moment when God is directing attention to Moshe and Moshe could direct attention to Moshe is to direct attention to others, to his flock. To Israel, to us. This brings to mind the story, a parallel in terms of dealing with the last moments of one's life and their attention outward when Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, famed giant Torah scholar and founder of the Muslim movement, the movement focused on intensive self-analysis and self-development of Europe, passed away about 150, maybe 140 years ago at this point, and at the last moments of his life. I don't know the circumstances that created this reality, but he was alone with one other person in a room. And as quoted over in works from the Atunus HaMasar, this other person was, understandably, rather uncomfortable and nervous, and it's never comfortable to be with somebody in their last moments, and that he was we now left with this, with the deceased And Rabbi Yisrael Salanter mustered up the energy and the focus and the attention to help calm the nerves of this other person who was in the room with him as he was dying. Where all would expect the focus to be very, very internal, yet he was externally focused, mindful of this other person's frustration and disturbance and angst and putting attention towards trying to calm that. Now, that is rather radical, and it stands out, and that's why it's told over as a story about somebody on the caliber of a Rav Yisrael Salanter. But if we can take to heart the messages of a Moshe, who when attention is on Moshe and license to look at himself and deal with his own reality, he looks outward. And and know Rav Yisrael Salanter, who all would expect at that moment to be totally internally focused, yet mindful of the other, and think of other situations, perhaps hopefully more positive, uh, upbeat situations, where attention is upon ourselves or the expectation of uh, self internal attention on ourselves with the possibility of us utilizing that for the other. It's your first day at a job, it's your wedding day, it's the day that you are getting something very significant promotion at work or an award, a, a community. Recognition and all eyes are on you, and maybe a time that's very appropriate for you to be contemplating what do I do with this new opportunity, position, stage of life? How do I appropriately react in this moment? How do I uh, develop the capacity to utilize this in some positive way toward the future? But maybe we can use those moments as. Opportunities for the other as well. When we feel big, when we were made to feel a sense of our own excellence, the Hebrew term for that would be the Gadlus Adam, Gadlus or Gadlut, the greatness of man, and the recognition that we are no small being. We have enormous potential. And when we are being acknowledged, it's being highlighted, we're at a juncture where our potential is being actualized and noted when we're feeling that sense of gadlus, of greatness, to think of what it really means to be gadol, to be big and great. Where does the Torah first use the term gadol, big, great? Way back to creation, day number four, we have the creation of the sun and the moon, the ma'or gadol and the ma'or ha-katon, the great luminary and the small luminary. The greatness of the sun is not only in the fact that it is so many times larger than the moon ultimately in how we relate to it and deal with it it's not so much the issue of the size that is the big deal as the fact that the sun is a giver from the sun emanates that light that the moon can only reflect at the end of the day we benefit from both and they're both called the maor the source of light but the sun is a giving source And the moon is a receiver, and we benefit as a result of its having received that light. To be a gadol, to be great, is to be a giver. And when we are made to feel great, when we are recognizing our greatness, if we can ponder at that moment that greatness is associated with giving, then perhaps we can put attention, not despite the fact that attention is on us, but due to the fact that we are appreciating the attention and appreciating that internal recognition that comes with that, focus on the greatness that that indicates about ourselves and use that to focus outwards. Now, not always easy when in the moment it's all upon me, but if, okay, in this moment I'm being celebrated for some type of community achievement and I recognize, hmm, you know, there are others, how are they thinking about the moment that they didn't have this opportunity? Or how are are there others that because of the fact that I have this, that I can leverage to assist with the fact that now I have a new role within the community? I was told recently, I was actually blown away by someone sharing how during COVID, many weddings had uh, very, very small turnouts and many people were calling to wish the families well and the Bride and the Groom, to what were very, very small, uh, minimalistic crowds, how someone told me how incredibly blown away she was when a bride reached out to her. It was the bride's wedding day, and this woman couldn't make it and felt very, you know, it was kind of deflating that she couldn't be sharing the simcha with this bride. Before she had an opportunity to call, and she's figuring, you know, today I'm not going to bother calling the bride today. I'll try to reach out sometime in a, a week or two and, and and share my uh, my good wishes, but the bride called her and how how great it would be for us to be able to be celebrating together in this moment. How how I'm I'm with you from the distance. Incredible, you know, a day in which all attention is on that bride, and very legitimately, the bride could be focused and should be focused on elements of her own self and what this means toward her future, and she is thinking of others. That happens naturally when we attribute the issue of greatness to the issue of godol and godol associated with giving. There's a blessing given to a little baby boy at the bris. This little one, may he be big, may he grow to be big. There's not simply a declaration. May this little one who's now maybe, uh, I don't know, 16, 18 inches long and eight pounds grow to be six foot one and 160 pounds it's not just the amassing of more body mass that we are blessing this child, but as quoted from Jose Begor Soloveitchik, uh, let this little one, this one who right now is a receiver, very legitimately a receiver, born knowing that he has to wake up his parents in the middle of the night to be fed, but let this little one who is right now a taker grow to be a giver. Let him mature to be one who can be sensitive to the needs of others and attentive to the needs of the others, and providing for the needs of the others. Moshe, Rabbeinu, and Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, and many other great, great, great people in our history have been able to be attentive to the needs of the others in the most extreme of circumstances. But let's at least move to the more common, far less severe circumstances of life, and appreciate that there will be those opportunities when we have the Cameras focused on ourselves, the spotlight focused on ourselves, our internal focus oriented to ourselves. But let's use that recognition to appreciate our greatness, our godless, and utilizing the message of what godless, what gadol really is. Utilize all that energy to try to find ways to turn it outwards towards others as well. We talk about tachlos, achieving our greatness, in the introduction to the famed work Nefesh HaChayim the uh, writer, actually, the son of the author, describes how his father, Rav Chaim of Elishan, primary disciple of the Gaon, described that Eretachlis is to be there for the other. A great expression, which I'll have to actually find. I don't have the phrase in front of me right now, but maybe at some future t- podcasts will actually focus on the way he described it, but the theme over there, that our job is to be oriented on the other. Let's take advantage of the fact that we have the precedent in our greatest of greats to be able to do so in the most severe of circumstances and realize that we can at least do something similar in the hopefully very positive situations we find ourselves in throughout life. In so doing, we will be able to take that Godol, Godless message to heart, become broader, bigger people, become people who are truly achieving what Godol means by being the givers, and be the type of people who will be far more likely to achieve Eretaklis.